It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We heard Sparta was on the warpath. We were eager to join forces. If it is blood you seek, you are welcome to join us. But you bring only this handful of soldiers against Xerxes? You see, I was wrong to expect Sparta's commitment to at least match our own. Doesn't it? You, there, what is your profession? I'm a potter. And you, Arcadian, what is your profession? Sculptor, sir. You? Blacksmith. Spartans! What is your profession? You see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. Touchdown, Los Angeles! You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. You know what that means. Hype edition. We've got Serena Morales. She's called in all the way from Colorado Springs, where the Rams are still at currently. Training in elevation, getting ready for this game. Obviously, they thought they were going to Mexico. Not the case, coming back to Coliseum. But you know what? I'm still going to Mexico. Gonna have some tequila. Gonna watch the game somewhere. If you're going to Mexico, hit me up. I'm curious who else is going. Am I the only one? Am I gonna see some Rams gear down there? I'm still rocking it. I am leaving a couple of my Rams Mexico shirts. Not too happy about that. But we're gonna have a good time. Guys, don't forget. Go give me a follow on social media. You can kind of follow my adventure along. At Lockdown Rams. At LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. And then Instagram, Lockdown Rams. Facebook, Facebook group. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And then you can find the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, five days a week, talking LA Rams football, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're excited. We got a lot of great stuff here on the network. So take a look around. Lockdown NFL with Matt Williamson is great. The Lockdown NBA, NBA Draft, Fantasy NBA, all that stuff is great. We've got amazing podcasts here on the network. And then go give us a follow on social. While you're following the show, follow the network. Lockdown NFL Net on Instagram and Lockdown NBA Net on Instagram. They're always posting amazing stories with those hot, quick-hitting items from experts around the country like yours truly, Mr. Bear Motter. They always do a lot of reposts of mine, so I do appreciate them for that. Go check it out. Hit the follow button. Believe me, you won't be upset. Next week is going to be a little crazy. We're on our bye. I'm going to be down in Mexico. Uh, so there probably, I'm just a little heads up, probably won't be a podcast on Monday. Tuesday podcast, I'm trying to uh, twist James' arm to take that on and do a kind of a post-game one. Most likely, I'm flying back on Wednesday. I may jump in at the end of the week, but we'll have some content for you guys next week. I'll try to get... Uh, my thoughts up uh, to share with you guys but it's our bye week i'll come in a little bit near the end of the week but due to travel and being down in mexico it's gonna be a little bit tough we'll see i'll bring my mic we'll see how much i get to it 
But with that, what we're going to do is we're going to jump over to the conversation I had earlier today with Serena Morales. This is the hype edition, so get up, get ready. 9-1 versus 9-1. You know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Here's my conversation with Serena. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Friday edition, hype edition, Serena Morales, all the way from Colorado Springs. Serena, how are you doing? I'm great. This is a beautiful place to um, to be. Uh, certainly not LA, but um, the mountains are beautiful here. It's a um, it's been a really nice, calm week in comparison to what I think that I've. Uh, been going through and and the team has been experiencing um, you know first with the shootings and then the fires and people having to be relocated so I will say that being in a beautiful place where it's quiet and peaceful has been a really nice change to everything. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, you know, following players and you guys and some of the the videos and everything you guys have been putting up, it looks awesome out there. I didn't know Colorado Springs had it like that, but it is beautiful. And you're right, it's got to be refreshing after kind of this crazy past 10, 14 days of, you know, all the noise from in the LA area and all the issues that uh, you know, have been going on. And then obviously the Mexico City game and they think they're going, then they're not, then they're just going to stay. It's just, it's been super confusing. Talk to me because you were with the team and you were on your way to Mexico. Um, we talked to Vinny a little bit about yesterday, but being with the team and watching them go through this whole, are we going to go there? Are we not? Okay, no, we're not. Um, you know, what's what's the team been like through all this? It's funny, you know, like the, the guys you know, found out pretty much when everyone else found out. Right. So um, we, we all sort of found out at the same time because it's the beautiful world of Twitter. So um, it was kind of funny that John, John Johnson's tweet was just like confirmed. And I'm like, <laughs> look at you breaking news over here, you know? So um, I think that uh, there, there was, I think it was just a mixed emotions, which has pretty much been what this whole week has been like for the team. You know, they were really looking forward to going to Mexico. You know, I think that would have been a really cool experience for them. But at the same time, it was a home game. We're playing, you know, another nine and one team with the Chiefs. Um, what would we love to play in front of some Rams fans in LA? Like, yeah. And I think that because of the, you know, being moved around, like there are guys like who were, you know, staying here and then moving in a, you know, they were in hotels and then they were in this hotel, they were staying with friends and now they're, you know, here and then they're going to go to Mexico. Like at least going into the bye week, they're going to be home already. And I think that's sort of like the sigh of relief that's been felt, uh, you know, around the team. And the fact that they get to stay here and be put in one place, even though like, you know, we found out they're going back to LA, but the fact that we're getting to stay here and have some sort of like normalcy per se um, and then we go back Saturday and we kind of go back into the, you know, the whole rigmarole of, Hey, we're back in the Coliseum and that kind of thing. I think it's just sort of like a, oh, okay, right. we traveled here and we're here and we get to hang out and then we'll go back and play our game and it'll be great. Yeah, no. And that's the thing is, and we talked a little bit about this off air, but you know, I'm heading down to Mexico still and I'm still a little bitter, but when I step back and look at a couple of the things, obviously the team and they've been going through a lot. So to know my team can kind of take that big sigh of relief and know, okay, we're just going to go back home. 
We're going to go try to like, you know, help out the community some more and try to get back settled through the bye week and all that stuff. It kind of makes me feel better. And then I saw a report that initially it was like a thousand tickets, but now I'm hearing up to about 3,500 have been donated to first responders and people of the families involved. So it keeps like the Rams keep doing their best to give me these big emotional hugs of like, it's going to be okay, <laughs> you know, uh, but we're going to yeah. be down in Mexico still hanging out. But I told Vinny yesterday, I was like, it just blows my mind that I'm going to be in Mexico City watching a game that's two miles away from my house and be like, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what What are the chances, right? So it's kind of crazy, but yeah. um, just like anything else in life, we're going to take it in stride, have a bunch of fun and represent. Someone's got to represent down there, right? Yeah, someone, you might as well be the guy. Uh, if anyone, <laughs> I would, I'd be totally happy with you representing us down in Mexico City. So I appreciate the sacrifices you've made, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We're here, we're, you know, we, not me, all the way through – uh, to the fans <laughs> and the media, we got it. We're going. There's going to be a hot story down there, and I'll get the take. So uh, hopefully we've had some fun. Hopefully we got a win to talk go. about. A um, couple more things on this side of the break, and then we'll we'll kind of jump over to the other side. Um, you know, Marcus Peters got some grief over the past few weeks, and he had a pretty good game last week. You know, he was able to kind of hold his own. Uh, you know, the, a lot of points were put up, but it really wasn't, you know, so much, you know, on, on him. And again, that we, not me, uh, but he's facing his old team. Have you had a chance to talk to him or get a feel for how excited he is for this game, no matter where it's at? I can certainly wouldn't be surprised. We haven't gotten to speak to the guys yet. We're, they're available um, later this week. But um, as far as Marcus Peters is concerned, I, I'm, I can assure you that he is very excited to face his old team just from, you know, the way that he carries himself, right? Like, uh, the way that he, he talks to Sean Payton <laughs> through the media. Like, I think <laughs> that it's exciting for him to face um, his old team. And, and I would, you know, I, I, I totally hear him for that. Um, and, yeah, you know, like I actually, Miles and I spoke about this on the podcast uh, this week. But, like, I looked up some stats because I was trying to figure out, like, why what's going on with Marcus. And so when he played with the Chiefs, he was playing 93% on the right side, right? When, like for, So when he was playing in – in, for on defense, um, he was playing on the right side over 90% of the time, and that was last year. Um, and I think I believe the year before it was somewhere in that range as well. This year he's lined up 50-50. He's, play, he's splitting positions because he lost to Keeb. Wow. Um, and so we're, we're obviously putting him in positions. And when I say me, I mean Wade Phillips. Right. Um, <laughs> putting him to cover the best wideout, right? And so he's going to split his time. And, like, offenses are going to see that, and they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, then we'll get this guy over here. So he's moving around a lot. And there's a comfort a comfort level that, you know, in year three of his career, if you're playing on the right side 90% of the time, and now this year you're going into a whole different situation, and, and that wasn't necessarily planned, I'm sure, because he had a key that was going to play, you know, the left side of the field. Like, there, there's changes to be made. There are right. adjustments. And I think that he has responded really well. Um, to how he played in the game against Seattle. So I'm going to, I looked up some, some stats and, and found that, like, that is, you know, that definitely, you know, adds to the whole Marcus Peters storyline. So let's cut him some slack here. And I, I definitely, you know, now that he's made some adjustments and, you know, he's getting some more support um, on defense there, I, I definitely think, like, this, you know, He's excited because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally ready for this. But right. that's that speaking for me via Marcus Peters. <laughs> we, we should be able to speak to him later later today or tomorrow. 
I love it. That's some dynamite analysis right there. And you're right. Uh, you know, he's used to having, whether that's be on the right side or having someone else on the other side of the field that he can count on to take on that number one right mm-hmm. wide receiver when it goes over there. He doesn't have to kind of follow them around. And now he's kind of in that chase game right now. And thankfully, we're getting to lead back here soon. And it's going to be exciting to see what our defense mm-hmm. can do. Because in the first three weeks, when those two were together, they had the, sh- the smallest No completion. one questioned it. Yeah, exactly. No one questioned it. Exactly. Right. So we like, just need to we? lead back. I'm like, guys, you guys are asking exactly. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, guys. Well, I love it. That's a great way. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to get some word from our sponsors. We'll be back. I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, Pick your brain. We'll do an over-under. We'll be right back. More with Serena Morales, Bear Motter on the other side. Locked on Rams Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. This is the Friday edition, hype edition. We've got Serena Morales. She's calling in from L.A. She's calling in from Colorado. If we were in Mexico, we would have linked up that way too. But we appreciate you joining us here and having a chat. Uh, If you guys haven't checked it out, she mentioned it in the first segment. But Serena filled in on the – is it Between the Horns podcast that – that, uh, yep, Miles yep, that's does? it. Yes. DeMarco usually does with uh, with Miles, yeah. So I filled in for DeMarco. Where it's the same size person filling in. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, go check it out because uh, you, you brought it. It was awesome. I had to listen to it this morning. So great job on that. And everyone, if you haven't checked it out, Between the Horns, and you got the special guest, uh, Serena Morales, this week. So go check that out. Also, go give her a follow on Twitter. That's at Serena. And Instagram, at Morales Morales. There's going to be tons of coverage uh, coming up on this game on Monday. I almost said Sunday, but we are the primetime game. And talking about that game, and, uh, you know, obviously we talked about the Rams giving away a bunch of tickets. And I've seen Rams Nation have crazy fandom trying to get tickets. Uh, What do you expect that atmosphere is going to be like on Monday night? Oh, I've already, like, some of my friends have been asking me for tickets, and they're like, oh, my God, no one's even going to go to work on Monday. It's going to be the game. Which is pretty great because I'm like, dude, this has been the season the whole time. Like, oh, now you guys want to come to right. the game? So, um, but I, I am actually pretty excited that, like, it, this was going to be already a hype game. We, you know, we saw it on the calendar, um, or at least for me, I'll speak for myself. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. Um, and now that it's come and we're going to actually play at the Coliseum, um, you know, I'm so excited to be on the field with these guys and, and watching every single move that everyone takes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. So I think that it will be a great – the fact that we're, we gave away um, tickets to first responders who have gone, you know, risked their lives for um, during these fires. Um, just It's been just a very tough week for 
uh, people who live in LA and for the fact that the Rams are giving back and like, I just feel like I'm still part of the community. And this is speaking from a, a New Yorker who was born and raised in the Bronx. Like I really do feel like I'm part of the LA community. And I think that goes to show like how much the Rams really do try to do the community outreach and be part of, of things. And Andrew Whitworth has been such a stalwart when it comes to like the way that he's been the, the voice of, you know, donating his, uh, his paycheck to, you know, the, the victims of the shooting. And we raised all this money um, to, to throw the fire victims of families who have, you know, lost their homes. So just all of that. And now we're giving tickets away to, you know, see Monday night football under the lights in the Coliseum. I mean, this is, this is really special. It's really great. Yeah, it is. And it's been great to kind of follow along and, and watch that and see all the great things that you mentioned just there. And, you know, the Rams really being a top class organization and not like they wouldn't have done this, you know, in any other scenario. I mean, it's it's not like it was kind of like, oh, well, we have to do it. like they are just they're so great from top to bottom. And I, it, here's a little side story. And this has nothing to do with the fires or anything like this. But it shows me, again, the type of organization that we had. Last year, Robert Woods was, I think, like 8 or 12 yards away from his bonus yardage uh, to where in his contract said you get like an extra $500,000. Well, they didn't start uh, the starters in the last game because we had such a great record and we were playing the 49ers. So he came like 12 yards short. In the offseason, the Rams went ahead and honored that contract and that bonus and said, you know what, you would have got it, but we sat you. So it's all those little things that you see the organization going about the right way and not cutting corners, whether that's with their players or in the community. And so it's all those things that just come back and, again, make me feel so good about, you know, hanging out in Mexico and not getting (laughs) mad at the Rams because, again, they do things like this, and I know it's not anything they could have controlled. So. Uh, One thing that uh, they are in control of and some news that kind of went under the radar, but uh, Farrell Cooper is coming off the IR and and maybe talk to me a little bit more about this because I thought McVeigh even had kind of talked about depending on his health, we may see him this Monday. Is that correct or? So, so yeah, he has not officially been put on active roster as of yet. And I say this at what time is it the year in Colorado Springs because this can all change. Right. right? Um, 317 Colorado time um, <laughs> on a Thursday, right? But um, so he has not been put on the active 53 man roster as of yet. But that being said, there's been obviously he has alluded to the fact that one, I just think um, so, you know, Farrell one is a, is a wide out first and foremost, right? Like he's been a great uh, kick punt returner, you know, pro bowler, um, top of that game right like there's no question about it um but with with joe uh jojo and blake doing incredible jobs filling in for pharaoh when he was out now that we've lost cooper cup there is this this certainly a, a need for guys to step up into certain roles and i think that yeah pharaoh being you know practicing with the squad now and getting up to speed with things i certainly think that he would be someone that could be seen on the field monday night Oh man, that would be really exciting. And you're right. It's like we've we've kind of locked up the return game in a way that makes us feel good. And when you're coming off an injury like that, especially when he injured it on the return game, maybe you give him a little bit of break there. We've got someone covering that, and we do have a hole there with Cooper Cup being out. So um, you know, us Ram fans coming into this season, we're really excited to see what Farrell Cooper could be as a wide receiver. We just didn't really get that chance. Uh, so I think you know this is really cool because a couple 
maybe a month ago, we're thinking, you know, we're looking at this team and everyone's filling in well and you're going, where's he going to fit? And all of a sudden, a couple injuries yeah. and, you know, boom, there he is. And he, he can get that opportunity. That's the crazy thing about the NFL, how fast it moves. But another guy I want to talk to you about that, um, you know, we haven't seen all year, but was brought back, I believe, onto the active roster uh, the last day possible is Obo Okoronkwo. And are we expecting him to play at all soon, maybe after the bye week or maybe even this Monday night? Or has he developed any plan on what they're going to do with him as well? I saw him around. He's he's here with the team. He's practicing all that. Um, I think it's just been a weird time for Oboe because they didn't get to see him a lot. They did put him on, you know, they activated him, and now he's got his time to shine. So I do think it's just the all, all of it comes with timing. I think Sean McVay is great about, like, let's just see where things fall into place. Like, obviously, he didn't rush making any decisions with Pharaoh. Like, the game is Monday, and we're still going to wait and see what's going on with who's taking certain spots. I mean, I think he's very calculated and he looks through things and there's no rush and stuff. Like we didn't, of course, it's been uh, such a hard time to see someone like Cooper cup, you know, get that ACL injury. And so, but like that could have changed everything, right. If, if, yeah. if that wasn't necessarily the case. So I think there is no word yet on like what's going on with Oboe. I, I certainly don't see why they would not want to see him out there um, in pads and, and, and playing snaps. So, but there hasn't been any like confirmation yet as like, all right, he's starting or yeah. he's going to be out there. He's going to take some snaps that hasn't been worked into uh, the schedule yet. And I will say there's just an odd schedule in general right. because Friday um, they, 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 they did stuff on their own and there was the smoke and everyone was placed differently. They didn't even have practice Friday and just a weird, weird schedule. Things are moved now because of the Monday night game. So, um, we should find out what's going on with Oboe later in the week, closer to Monday, Monday's game. But, um, there is no definitive answer there. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. As you look ahead here at our schedule, obviously we have the bye week next week. Then we go back to back road games (laughs) in Detroit, in Chicago, but this might, if you kind of jump ahead to the game that was flexed in Chicago to the, the Sunday night game might be some, you know, new faces that we're seeing that we haven't seen in a long time. Obviously Tlaib is hopefully going to be back. Farrell Cooper, maybe Oboe is in the game and obviously Fowler continuing to get snaps. So it's exciting as you look at a team that was able to put together a nine and one record to this point and handle some of those injuries. And then when you think coming off the bye, we're going to be even stronger, healthier, and have a couple other pieces together that haven't been, you know, as we were piling on these wins. So some really good things to look forward to for Rams nation, as you're trying to find some, some hope through some of all these, you know, injuries and, you know, obviously losing Cooper was a big, uh, big downfall, but uh, there's a lot of people coming to the rescue. What we're going to do really quick, we're going to step aside for our last commercial break, get some words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Friday edition, Serena Morales, Bear Motter, right after this. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Friday edition, hype edition. My bags are packed. Well, that's totally a lie. I haven't packed my bags yet. Uh, Everything else is almost ready. I'm (laughs) heading down to Mexico. I'll probably pack about two hours before my flight. That's typically the way I am. A little last minute drives people crazy. But you know what? I got to keep the flow going. I'll be down in Mexico. Serena's going to be at the Coliseum. We're going to be super excited. This is the game of the year, a potential preview and knock on wood here, as we you know may look at something that could line up for the Super Bowl. And that's actually, Serena, that's something that I've been telling myself is I thought I was going to go see the coolest game of the year down in Mexico. And now I've switched my thought and go, you know what? Maybe the coolest game of the year is down in Atlanta at the end of the season. That will make up the whole season if I can uh, go and check that out. So that's where I've returned my focus being like, all right, go enjoy this trip. Let the Rams win in the Coliseum. An amazing home game in front of all those great fans and then, uh, you know, maybe the big trip is down to Atlanta. But uh, here we are with this game on Monday night, and it's going to be a matchup, 9-1 and one versus 9-1. and one. I want to run you through a few over-unders. We've been doing that last couple weeks, having a fun with it. <laughs> and we'll start with the big picture. And uh, there's been a big story about the spread and these two offenses and how crazy it's going to be. Right now on mybookie.ag, the spread over under is set at 63 and a half points. Do you see these two teams going over that mark or under that mark? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do think, um, isn't this insane? I say go over. <laughs> right? I just think that Jared knows, like, this is offense versus offense. And I think knowing that there is going to be a lot of lung power going into this game on the Rams offense. And just like, I just think with like the way that they fought against Seattle, the way that they've continued to fight till like the end, even with the game they lost in the, to the, to the Saints, they, they came back, right? Like we tied them up. And that was like, again, we just see this offense like come through time and time and time again. Robert Woods has already um, past his career in in yards, um, and, and it's week ten. So, like, I just think that there's these guys know what they need to do, and that starts with we got to score points on on this offense. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna expect that Jared Goff is going to use every single weapon he has um, to to score as many points as possible, and. We're, we're going to see everyone out there doing their thing. Um, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is a sneaky, sneaky guy. <laughs> he acts as like a running back half the time, it, you know, when he scrambles. Like, he's 76% success rate, like, when he's in the scramble. Like, That's it's crazy. insane. So, I, yeah, I and it's nothing against our defense. I just think that we're going to – it's going to go to the end. And so I'm expecting our offense to show up. I expect that they're going to do the same. So, yeah, I think we go over 63. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at it, that's basically like a low 30 to low 30 ball game, and I just don't we see that happening. We've yeah. game anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, we went, we almost went over that. I think that was – that would we would have hit the over with the Seahawks game last week. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have the yeah, number 36, one. Yeah, 36, yeah. So, I mean, it's like – yeah, I'm with you. It's it's crazy how that is the largest spread that's been in a long time. I think since like the 80s or something crazy like that. But 
I totally think they're going to cruise by this. And, and that's why we play on Sundays, Mondays, and I guess Thursdays as well uh, to prove it out. But I, I just mm-hmm. honestly, I'm with you. I think it's going to be, I think it could be close to 70. Um, I think both teams are very capable of cracking into the 40 mark. So uh, yeah, I expect a shootout and hopefully everyone gets their money's worth out there at the Coliseum. Uh, we've been doing this with Jared Goff. We've been doing over under passing yards for him. And we were setting the bar at about 300 and he just, cruising over that every time so i'm gonna step it up now what we're saying of this crazy offensive game um let's add another 50 yards so over under 350 passing yards for jared goff 100 percent, he's going over all right they're gonna score like jared uh like cannon of an arm is going to make those passes and again i i I, I we spoke to you know ted rath like so like what last week he had 318 passing yards okay so yeah and that was a I mean, yeah, I, I would say he goes over. He knows what he needs to do. I'm, I'm putting my bets on those guys. Like, they got, he knows that he needs to throw. <laughs> I love it, and I'm Gurley with you. knows he needs to catch and he needs to run. He's <laughs> going to have rushing and, and receiving yards. Gurley's going to have both. <laughs> That's what's awesome about Todd Gurley, man. He doesn't need it. We talked about this in the podcast before. He doesn't need it on the ground. Throw it through the air. He'll pick up the yardage. He'll find the end zone. Just get the ball in his hands. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you over 350. I think uh, I think it's gonna be close because again with Todd Gurley, you never know how he's gonna you know get off on the game as far as yardage goes. But I'm gonna take over. I almost cranked it up really high to make it a test to see how high will she go as far as saying oh. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, 350. That's a lot of yards. It's crazy. So we're gonna it's move. So many yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move to that defense because we talked about it. We don't expect the defense to go crazy. Uh, we expect a couple big plays to win this game, but obviously points are going to be scored on, on both sides. So I'm going to combine these two things. So these will be Rams okay. turnovers that we would take and then sacks combined. So the number for sacks and turnovers mm. combined, I have it at six, over under six. All right, let's think through this. This is this is a fun this is a fun game for me. Um, I think I say we. You, you know me. I'm like let's push that one. Um, you got one phone, um, friend. I'll say over. <laughs> I know, right? I'll I'll say over. Okay. I would say I would say around six, but maybe seven. Um, I think that Aaron Donald. I think that the D line knows what they need to do. I said it. I'm like, we have to put as much pressure on the homes as possible. I think that that's, I think we could see our edge rushers really stepping up because they know that they've got to put pressure on him. So um, I certainly think that the combination of sacks and turnovers, like for us, like I'm, I'm really hoping for a couple interceptions here. And I think that this, our secondary can do that. So I'm supposed to talk to John Johnson today. I'm going to remind him that he owes me a pick six. So uh, I'm just rallying, tallying all these up. I'm like, each week you owe me another pick six in addition to the one that you haven't given me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that was my, that was kind of a follow-up question. It was like, well, I mean, if John Johnson gets his pick six, does he still get the post-game interview on the field? Is that still on the table? I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. It has to happen. He's like, if he gets it, that he's – He's got it. He's totally, totally got that. That's awesome. All right, good stuff. I like it. I'm, I'm right on the fence. I think this would be my push. Um, you know, you're looking at three sacks, three turnovers, four sacks, two turnovers. But again, Aaron Donald is a, is a monster. He could do it all himself. So uh, the over sounds good to me. And this is kind of just a, a, 
go into an X Factor question we, we dropped on the other day. I, I really enjoyed that and hearing your insight on that. Um, but I'm going to take away a couple players again, as I usually do. But um, I saw you retweet this. This is from JB Long. Cooks and Woods are the only teammates in the NFL to have 800 yards receiving or more. Uh, that's pretty awesome. But who's the X factor on the offense? If you take away those two wide receivers and Todd Gurley, who's going to be the X factor on our offense? <laughs> You're giving me Jared Goff. <laughs> well, you know, the t- we got tight ends. We've got uh, Reynolds, you know, maybe no, Farrell no, of Cooper. Course, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm like, if you take away Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Todd Gurley, then I would say Jared Goff. Um uh, the X factor um, on offense, aside from Jared Goff, um, you know, I would say I would. I'm going to give it to Gerald Everett and and Tyler Higby. I'm going to give it to our tight ends because I do think um, if you think about it in in the general sense of of how off we are usually in an 11 personnel, we might see that change now because right. of Cooper Cup being out for the rest of the season, maybe we throw in Malcolm Brown and maybe we have two uh, running backs and, and maybe we, you know, we, we do something different to change things up. The thing about this offense is that, you, you know, uh, wide receivers end up, you know, blocking, they end up acting more as running backs anyway. Um, you know, Brandon Cook um, had a touchdown and that was a rushing touchdown. So we're, we use our guys in very different ways. Um, that being said, I do think, the fact that Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett both had touchdowns in this game against yeah. the Seahawks shows that they are the X factor. Like we don't necessarily need to depend on Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods who have, you know, 800 plus yards receiving. Like, you know, if, 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 if Jared Goff can throw to a Higby or throw to an Everett and get those even just yards to help them set up for a Todd Gurley touchdown, I think that that changes everything, right? Like I think a lot of times, and I've said this and in podcast past, like the X factor for us ends up being special teams a lot because they set us up to get the ball back for offense and they set us up to put us in better field position. Right. And so I think some of those things or set us up to get points on defense, right. With like a safety. So I think that when it comes to this offense, aside from Jared Goff, because I think he will always be the X factor because he is so calm, cool and collected. He is the leader of this offense. Um, and I think obviously you can look at the O line, who obviously is giving Todd Gurley the means to run around the field um, and creating those openings, and Jared Goff being protected. But I would say right now, in recent time, in the past like two games, wow! I mean, check out Tyler Higby and, and yeah. Gerald Everett, and the, the growth that they've had, and the comfort that you can see throwing. Like you know, Tyler Higby missed that that touchdown catch to Jared, and that didn't mean that he couldn't do that this game either. It wasn't like Jared Goff shied away. He's like, oh, he can't make those catches. Then I'm not going to do this. It, it had nothing to do that. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to give you another chance. And he delivered. And that's what Sean McVay is constantly talking about. How do you respond to when something doesn't work out? Do you fix it? And, man, like Tyler Higby fixed it, gave us a touchdown last game, and so did uh, Everett. So I think our tight ends as a, as a group, um, that's our X factor on offense. I love it. The tight ends. And then, you know, even some honorable mentions there for the special teams and the O-line. I like it covering all bases and giving out props <laughs> where props are due. But the tight ends, I'm totally with totally. you. I think, I think that's a great pick. And, and they're right. They are trending up, and we're going to need them to step up. So uh, they've shown in the last couple of weeks that they're capable of, of taking a little bit heavier load. And uh, we'll see how Sean McVay kind of adjusts to that in this game. And 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. And then the last one, we'll leave you with this. The spread right now is the Rams minus three, so we're favored by three points. Do we cover the spread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cover it. It's man, this is gonna be a close game. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we get this win. I think you know, I think being in Colorado has been again some sort of like uh, crazy blessing that we have been able to you know train in high altitude. Like I can feel it. Like <laughs> I was running on the treadmill and Mama felt like she was <laughs> out of shape, and I have been like working out like I got a personal trainer like I work with this group called go tribe in LA and I'm like working out and then I'm here and I'm like I am so tired so (laughs) I know that they're getting their lungs real strong for this game and I think that's going to help out I think again resetting um and I think that Jared knows what he needs to do this offense knows what they need to do the defense knows that they got to step up and I think overall we get the win but it's going to be an uncomfortably close game because I'm not going to knock, you know, Andy Reid and I'm not going to knock Patrick Mahomes because we've seen them. I mean, the way that they played the Patriots, that game against the Patriots Sunday night was amazing. And the fact that they stuck in that game to the end um, just shows you how great this team is. So I will say we'll be close, but I say we cover the spread. All right. I love it. I'm with you. Uh, minus three, almost a pick em in a sense. And so maybe you buy one point to, yeah. to feel good from that field goal. But I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Rams pull it out. Uh, I'm with you. We're pretty good so far in our picks throughout the year. So we'll keep uh, rolling with oh, it good. and throwing down yeah. some money. Serena Morales, all the way from Colorado Springs. We appreciate it. Travel safe. Have fun at the game. And we're looking forward to all your coverage in the meantime. Awesome. Thank you, Bear. Appreciate it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.